Hello and welcome to another episode of The Movie Carriage. I think we're up to about episode 33, 34, something along those lines. I don't know. It'll say in the description, something like that. Um, we've been gone for quite a while now. Um, only reason is because lockdown, COVID, there's not really been any movie news. There's not really been anything to talk about. So we didn't really see the sense of just coming on here uh, and just talking crap. So we decided to go on a bit of a break. Um, so yeah, we're back now. Um, same kind of thing, same kind of format. Um, you may notice it's just me. I'm Jay, by the way, uh, one of the hosts. Um, my counterpart, who's normally here, Gary, uh, unfortunately couldn't make it tonight. But we're making an effort to try and put out uh, some more content so uh, people aren't just sat around wondering where we've gone. I'd like, I hesitate to say we've got fans, but you know what I mean? Like people who actually bother to listen to us every now and again. Um, yeah, they might just like it. Might be something that soothes you to sleep. I don't know why. I, I imagine that's more creepy than anything. Um, but so yeah, so you just stuck with me this week. Uh, we're going to try and get out like a show a week. Um, so sometimes it'll just be me. Sometimes it'll just be Gaz. Uh, hopefully, most of the time it'll still be the pair of us. Uh, we may even try and sneak on a few guest hosts or something along those lines. But uh, we'll see how it pans out. Um, stuff is slowly getting back to normal now-ish. Yeah, I really hesitate to say that. We don't know. Still seems like there's a hell of a long way to go. Um, but vaccines over here in the UK they seem to be doing pretty well. Uh, unfortunately for the likes of me and for the likes of Gary as well, uh, we are relatively fit, relatively young people. So we're quite at the bottom of the barrel. Um, it, it's looking like my vaccine if it comes along will be probably end of summer time if everything goes to plan and there's no more shortages apparently the big shortage is about to kick off um but yeah yeah we'll see everybody's hopeful fingers crossed and um, things are starting to kick off again uh, in the entertainment industry there's more things getting produced there's more things starting production that were a bit maybe a bit hesitant to before restrictions seem to be lifting everybody's going to australia to make movies like there's been um the entire cast of thor i think uh, uh filming love and thunder in australia at the moment and i think coming off the back of that they're also filming oh my god what was it what was um the movie that was in for netflix uh chris hemsworth I can't remember the title of it, but they're also off the back of that, obviously because he's already in Australia, you know, the entire film, the entire crew of that movie are going over to make a sequel to another Chris Hemsworth film so he can just basically stay there, crack on with whatever he's doing. Stay there, in Australia, so surely he lives there. Yeah, even more useful for him, uh, because there's pretty much no COVID over there. Uh, hopefully we'll be right again by the end of the year. <laughs> we shall see we shall see fingers crossed like i say though stuff seems to be getting back to normal and there is an actual path to everything reopening again that's been laid out so provided nothing goes mental provided we don't get a third wave here in the uk which isn't impossible because people are assholes as they are everywhere else in the world then we should be able to do stuff Doing stuff like um, going to the cinema. It's a movie podcast. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Professional as ever. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so cinemas, as it's planned so far, cinemas are supposed to be opening in the UK on May 17th. 
Uh, we don't know as of yet what the plan is for that opening, whether it's just going to be an opening, everything's back to normal, uh, whether it's going to be like 50% capacity, which would be a, a really good idea for now, wouldn't it? Uh, whether it would be you've got to wear a mask, which would be a really, really good idea. I, I wouldn't mind doing that. I'm really dying to go to the pictures again, you know. I hadn't been for quite a while before lockdown started, but it's one of those things. I was talking to a woman the, the other day, and I was like saying, I just want to go out for a beer. I just want to go and meet my mates and just go for a nice sit-down, chilled-out beer. I also want to go on a big rager and get hammered, but that's, that's another thing. One will probably turn into the other when it finally does happen. But it looks like that's still a couple of months away. Uh, beer gardens are supposed to be opening mid-next month, mid-April, and then indoor pubs the month after that. Again, we'll see. Um, and she was saying that she's not asked because she doesn't go out. And I was like, yeah, but you say that. But you knew you could go out. That's the thing, isn't it? You might not do something for ages, but you know you could do it if you wanted to. And now you can't do it. It's, it's You start to miss it. You start to miss stuff that you didn't even do before just because now you can't do it. That's me with the cinema at the minute. I, mean, I, I really, really want to go. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't even know which movies are going to be released in the cinema. Right now, um, HBO Max, especially, they seem to be leading the way is leading the trend of releasing they're saying they're going to release in cinema and digitally at the same time so you'll be able to sit at home and watch a movie or you'll be able to go out and go to the pictures gives you a lot of choice i'm assuming you'll probably pay a bit more actually for staying at home and watching the film but uh yeah yeah it's your preference isn't it at the end of the day i, t I still love to go to the films there's some some movies that you've got to see on a big screen isn't there there's always like the big summer blockbuster that comes out that always needs to be seen on a big screen with proper sound and everything along those lines. But, like I say, uh, HBO Max have announced that their entire, like, big budget movie card for the, the entire rest of this year will be available on HBO Max uh, in the States and at the cinema on the same day. So that includes stuff like the next... I don't know if it includes the next Avatar film. Am I making that up? Is that Disney that I've got on now? I'm not sure. Uh, but it definitely includes the next Matrix movie, which is going to be absolutely huge. Mortal Kombat's supposed to be doing that. They're, um, I don't know about... So Godzilla and Kong. Godzilla and Kong has been released already in some places in Asia. I'm assuming that's where there is no COVID. I'm assuming it's just had a theatre release over there um, in places where it can, because they got, they got hit first. They got hit hardest, but they also implemented like the strictest lockdowns. So now in Wuhan, where this COVID all started, they're just completely back to normal life. These pictures on the internet of everybody going to raves and stuff, and I'm so fucking jealous. Again, another thing, I hadn't been out on like a massive big night out for at least a good six months before lockdown even started. And now I just want to do that. I just really want to do things. It feels like I'm in prison. Um, so yeah, because all their cinemas and stuff like that are reopened, it's had a really, really good box office start, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Apparently, it's due to be released digitally over here uh, in the UK and I think on the rest of the world on April 1st. So it doesn't look like they are looking at a cinema release for it everywhere else in the world. Again, I think it's going to be one of those things where if they can, they will. If not, they just need to get it out there as much as possible. Because of the way it's being released, There'll probably be a, a charge for it, I'm assuming. 
So um, it'll basically be like buying a DVD early, but you'll you'll only be able to rent it for a couple of nights, like they've done with a few films before, which worked out quite well. It's definitely something I'd look into doing. There's there's been a few animated movies that have done it that way. Um, unlike stuff like the Snyder Cut, which was a really, really, really nice surprise. So in the UK. We don't get HBO Max, but HBO have got a really good deal with Sky Television. So, in theory, everything that's released on HBO Max or um, will should drop on Sky Cinema. Like I say, some of it will uh, probably be pay to view, like all the big blockbusters and stuff like that. I can't see them wanting to lose money by not having a charge, but I imagine it'll be about £15, something like that, to rent it. For me, that's worth it. I still will. There are films that I definitely want to see enough to pay that for. Uh, I really want to see like the new Mortal Kombat film in a cinema, but it's released before then. I don't know whether they're going to be releasing that digitally at the same time. I think that's, again, on the HBO Max card. I, I'll have a look. If you follow us on Facebook, I'll have a look for the entire list that they've announced that they're going to release on HBO Max at the same time as in the cinema, and I'll post that this afternoon. So the release date for the next Mortal Kombat movie is on the um, 16th of April this year. This year? Yeah, of course it's this year. Why would I be talking about next year? No one gives a shit about that yet. Yeah, my world might not be here. We get another wave of COVID, then we're all fucked, aren't we? But anyway, yeah. So that's released on sixteenth of April, and that is definitely a movie that I wanted to see in the cinema. The trailer that's just been released, the full trailer that's just been released for that Mortal Kombat film, is insane. It looks absolutely incredible. Apparently, the directors and producers were saying that they played with the R rating as much as they could before getting banned. So. The finishing moves that they've done in there, which you see a very brief glimpse of in the trailer, look like they're going to be amazing. They've gone like full hog. The fighting looks incredible as well. Everything that you see in the movie trailer looks absolutely brilliant. Um, and I can't wait to see this film. I imagine I'm going to end up seeing it at home rather than in a cinema because I'm definitely not waiting the entire month of April and halfway into May to, to see that film. So if it does drop on uh, Sky Cinema or Sky Box Office, whichever they're going to do it, then I'll definitely be picking that up. Um, like I say, it was a real nice surprise coming home week before last, I think it's been now. I think it's been about two weeks since the Snyder Cut was out. Um, and that just dropping on Sky Cinema for free. That was real nice. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it that much. I'm going to try not to talk about it that much because I know Gary's watched it as well and the pair of us have been sending messages a little bit backwards and forwards. Um, I think we're probably just going to dedicate an entire show to chatting just purely about that film and what we thought of it, all four hours of it. Um, if you don't know the story, Zack Snyder, um, who made uh, Batman vs Superman and made Man of Steel before that, started to make the Justice League movie but unfortunately, due to a family tragedy, had to drop out of the production of the film. Joss Whedon then took over, and he gave us what then became the cinema release of the Justice League film, which was very poorly received. I kind of like that movie. There was a few dodgy bits in it, and everybody takes the piss out of it, because at the time, Henry Cavill, the guy who plays Superman, was also filming his role in 
what was it, Mission Impossible, whichever Mission Impossible he was in, and he had a moustache at the time, and the guys on Mission Impossible wouldn't let him shave his moustache off to go back and do reshoots for Joss Whedon, so they had to CGI the moustache off his face, and he looks like, in some scenes, some Play-Doh that's had the shit kicked out of it. That's not in the Snyder Cut, obviously. I think Snyder said before it was released that he hasn't used a single frame of Whedon's footage that he that he shot as extras for the film. Um, it's two and a half hours longer, like I said. It's a four-hour long cut of the movie. Um, some bits are the same, some bits aren't. Don't want to get into it. But I think that DC... So there was a report out the other day that said there is a civil war going in within, within the DC movie side of things because half of them want to let Snyder just go for it and, and let them do whatever vision that he had and the other half are saying, no, not a chance, it was one and done, we can't give in to these fans, it, it, it's gross. I think that DC thought that that was going to be the end of it. I think that DC thought if they gave the fans the Snyder cut that they petitioned for, that they shouted and yelled for all over the place, that that would be it. Job done. Definitely not. As soon as the Snyder cut dropped, the hashtag Restore the Snyderverse started. According to like recent Twitter figures, that's been retweeted over a million times. So now people are petitioning to reinstall the entire Snyderverse, which apparently he had plans for another two Justice League movies that follow on from the this Snyder version of the Justice League that's just been released. Um, there are a lot of mad rumours going on on the internet about what he wanted to put into them. I'm hoping that 50% of them aren't true, but with Zack Snyder, you never really know what you're going to get. It could be all over the show. Uh, but there's a lot of things in that Snyder cut that hint that he had bigger plans in mind. Um, we shall see. It seems to have gone over really well. It seems to have been massively, massively popular. It was released on the same weekend as... Um, as the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the Marvel TV series that dropped on Disney Plus, and apparently it just battered um, Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, with streams. So we shall see what they do. I mean, it's a cash cow in it at the end of the day. I can't see them not milking it. We have got uh, a different version of Batman coming out soon, uh, with played by Robert Pattinson. So I don't know. The DC side of movies and stuff, they've got away with everything pretty well so far. I mean, they've, they've said that basically they're working in a multiverse, so everything is connected, but everything isn't connected. I think the Flash movie um, is going to do a hell of a lot to connect some of those one-off films and maybe even some of the older movies. There's rumours that Keaton's coming back for it. Um, we've already kind of seen him in the TV show, the Flash TV show. Um but, yeah, things are progressing. It's interesting. Another hashtag that came out off the back of that Snyderverse thing uh, was to release the air cut. So the David air cut of the first Suicide Squad movie. If you've not seen the first Suicide Squad, it's kind of all over the show. There's some really, really good characters in it, and it is a good film up until about like the start of the third act when some weird CGI monsters turn up and everything kind of goes right off the rails. It had really good intentions. 
Apparently there was a lot of studio interference and Air's original vision was a hell of a lot different. So now people are petitioning to release the air cut of that film. And this is something now they've got the bit between the teeth after getting the Snyder cut of Justice League. They've got the bit between the teeth and it's just going to go on and on. It's just going to go on and on. There are some of them that I'm really interested in seeing. There was an article the other day that said Robin Williams did that much dirty ad-libbing during filming Mrs. Doubtfire that there's enough there for an R-rated cut of Mrs. Doubtfire. That I'd be into. Um, episode 3 um, of Star Wars. Which one is it? It's Revenge of the Sith, isn't it? Apparently there's a four-hour cut of that knocking about somewhere. That I'd be into. I'd definitely be into watching four hours of Revenge of the Sith. That'd be really good. But God knows what they can do. As well, like, with the air cut stuff, there's another Suicide Squad movie coming out. They have uh, just dropped a trailer for that, and it looks mega. It, they've done really, really well with it. it. It looks like there's a cast of millions. I'm not sure. I think there's something like 20 main characters in it or something absolutely ridiculous. The ad looks bonkers. I've shared it on our Facebook page. Go and have a look at that. It looks... It looks really, really good. This is directed by James Gunn. So coming off of the back of Guardians of the Galaxy, he has previous with these kind of movies, so he's got a lot of uh, kudos and backing in his corner for this film. He's quoted as saying that this is the most fun he's ever had directing a movie. The advert looks great. A couple of the characters from um, the first Suicide Squad movie have made it over. Obviously Harley Quinn. No getting rid of her now. She's had her own film. I'm pretty sure she's locked in forever as Harley Quinn. Which I'm not really mad about. Margot probably was really, really good. Um, a couple of the others have followed him over as well. It looks like it's going to be really good. I think the studio has got a lot of confidence in this film. The main reason being a character called Peacemaker, played by John Cena, former WWE wrestler John Cena. Do they? Do they? Are they ever former WWE wrestlers, or do they just like? Because it can never. No, they always go back, don't they? You always see The Rock every now and again going in for a bit of a scrap. Do you think like Vince McMahon has got a bunch of a big stack of restraining orders on his desk that just prevent WWE stars who have gone off to do movies from coming back and just starting fights again? There must be something like that. I don't think you're ever former WWE. I think you're WWE for life and you can just go back and wrestle whenever you want. Again, it's another cash cow. They're not going to say no to a massive movie star who wants to come in and have a fight. Are there millions of people are going to watch that? Anyway, like I was saying, Peacemaker, John Cena's character out of the second Suicide Squad movie, has already got, and I think they've finished production on, a TV series which is going to be airing on HBO Max. Again, done by James Gunn. So that's just insane. The movie's not even out yet. We haven't even been introduced to the character properly. And they've gone off the back of this film and given him a TV series. So there you go. A lot of confidence in that. Um, I don't know whether he's going to be going back doing another one. I, I'm, I'm assuming James Gunn's next project is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like, fingers crossed. We're doing, like, Thor, Love and Thunder. I think they might have wrapped production on that. If not, they already are. Um... They've all like gone over to Australia to do it. I've seen that. Australia being pretty much COVID-free, so pretty much every single movie and all of the movie industry has kind of shipped itself over there. I've seen that Chris Hemsworth's... Was it Extraction, the movie that he did for Netflix? After Love and Thunder finishes production, 
the entire like production company for extraction the guys who were doing the second one have gone over there to film straight afterwards because that's covid free and obviously their stars already there i say already there any australian so yeah he, so he's at home so yeah he's already at home so he can basically just stay there filming one movie going off the back of another without really traveling very far makes a hell of a lot of sense so yeah extraction 2 is i don't know whether it's going to be based in australia but it's definitely being made over there it's one of the only countries where they've basically got free reign and lives back to normal at this point um so yeah that's something i'm looking forward to uh quite a lot of other um marvel news and whatnot okay i keep forgetting what i've spoke about on this one already i've wrote things i've written notes down here in order to try and get through everything i kind of started at the bottom and then worked back to the middle and then gone up so we shall see um yeah other marvel news black widow has been getting knocked back and been getting knocked back and been getting knocked back it's been given an official release date now doing the same thing that hbo max have been doing on disney plus it's getting a release at the cinema and it's getting a digital release at the same time it was about time this happened because i'm imagining that this project i don't know because it's spoilers it's got to be a prequel hasn't it so whether it does have wider effects on the greater marvel universe every single one of the films do so there'll probably be characters in black widow the black widow movie that pop up later on in the marvel universe uh, and whatnot so they've got to get this project out there it's been ready to go since like middle of last year hasn't it so it'll be holding everything up everything else this yet to come so now they've given it a, de a definitive date which is july the 9th it's getting released digitally and in the cinema at the same time just to shunt it out there just get it done um spider-man no way home as well the third spider-man movie and i did i hope tom holland just stays a spider-man forever i really really like him he's got two new movies out that aren't spider-man at the minute i think i've cried in every single tom holland movie so far so these two i'm quite this one there's one called cherry with uh, the russo brothers the guys who did avengers i think it's written by one of the russo's wives but then the russo brothers di directed and produced it um which just looks insane cherry on um, apple tv i've not watched it yet i've got apple tv but like i say i'll probably end up crying um it, lo it looks really weird he's like a guy who joins the army who's fallen in love with a girl who robs a bank at one point looking at the advert it looks bonkers it'll be amazing because holland's incredible in pretty much everything that i've seen him in so far and he's also got another one on i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but it's just a bunch of dudes it looks like the end of the world or something and they've never seen a girl before but like plot twist you can see and hear people's thoughts their thoughts like manifest out of their head it looks really really mad if you follow us on facebook when i post this video i'll post a link to the advert to both of these movies that i've spoke about um underneath so you can have a look at them and see what i'm talking about but it looks crazy that one's also got daisy ridley in um I don't know whether that's her first thing since Star Wars, is it? Not sure. Or whether I've just not seen her in anything. Hmm. God knows. But yeah, she's definitely in it. She's the female lead playing opposite against Tom Holland. Uh, yeah, so Spider-Man 3, uh, No Way Home, has wrapped production with pretty much zero leaks. There's not been 
really any photographs of anybody to do any big spoilers or anything like that. So the rumours are that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are both going to be in it, reprising the roles of Spider-Man. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a bit of a cross-universe thing. Um, it's been announced that a load of bad guys from previous Spider-Men movies are going to be in it. Um, so like Doc Octopus from Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is going to be in it, and a few of the others. So whether they're going like Sinister Six route or anything along those lines, um, and doubt don't know what is going on with regards Morbius, which is a movie that's coming out pretty soon as well. Don't know whether that's going to be connected in it, but if you've seen the advert for Morbius, you'll know that um, Michael Keaton, who played the Vulture in the first Spider-Man movie, Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, makes an appearance in the Morbius trailer as the Vulture. We're assuming, because it's all in the same universe. You can't really have him in as the same character. So does that link there? And obviously Spider-Man's around, there's a big graffiti picture of him. But what universe this is in, we don't really know yet because the suit looked like the Tobey Maguire suit, I think it is, that's been pictured rather than the Tom Holland one. So everybody's kind of thinking that everything's in different universes now and it's all going to fall into one. Uh, Venom as well, the second Venom movie with Carnage is being made at the moment. Whether that's going to come into it or not, no one really, really knows. They've managed to keep this so well undercover, considering the massive scope of the project. Tom Holland is quoted as saying that it's his favourite Marvel movie, and it's the biggest single character-driven movie that, that's been made so far. So, like, you've got... Well, I imagine, like, Captain America was probably the biggest one up to now, Civil War, because you had all the other characters coming in and that. But apparently this one is the biggest one that they've done so far, so it's got to be bigger than Civil War. Avengers don't count, because Avengers are all the fucking characters. So, yeah, that doesn't count. So just like a single character-driven one, this is supposed to be the biggest one so far. And it's coming out really soon. 17th of December this year is the release date for that film. They've literally wrapped production now. So they've got, like, what, four or five months? let's say five months before it's kind of got to be ready, done and dusted, all the CGI and all that kind of stuff. They must have been doing it for a long-ass time already to have, like, the balls to say that, <laughs> to say that it's coming out so soon. Normally, it's like a year and a half, two years in post-production, isn't it, for a movie like this? Because they've got to get all the CGI done then maybe do reshoots and all that kind of shit. So the fact that it's coming out so quick, it's kind of amazing. It kind of makes me think that there's uh, real big plans um, coming on for whatever's coming next in the Marvel Universe. Uh, I mentioned before that The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is out on Disney+. Plus. As I sit here talking to you, uh, when am I going to... This is probably going to go online on a Thursday of this week, which I think is the 1st, I think, 1st of April. So, no, I'm not joking. No. Um, there has been two episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I'm really into it. Since we last spoke, all of WandaVision's gone by as well. WandaVision was amazing. Oh, God, they did so well. A lot of people like didn't really like it at first, then when it got into the swing of the story, which I think was about episode three and four, when you started to find out what was actually going on, people really, really started to dig it. I loved it from the start. I thought it was really cool. It was obviously something mental like that was going to be going on. But, um, yeah, if you've not seen it yet, go watch it. It is definitely worth a watch. So is The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
it's it's just getting good right now falcon and winter soldier uh, i think it's only six episodes this series so it's got to move pretty quick um yeah very much enjoying it uh other than that uh godzilla versus kong i don't think i've mentioned that in this one i started filming before but everything went tits up so i had to start again so i know i've spoke about godzilla versus kong but I don't know whether I did it in this recording or not. And I'm too lazy to watch the whole thing back. So just deal with it. If I've already told you this once, you'll be fine. It'll only be for like two minutes. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong has already had a release date. Uh, last week it was released in all the Asian countries and stuff like that. And so like most of Asia is now COVID-free because although they got it first, they um, also implemented the strictest regimes of lockdown i mean like china and stuff like that shut everywhere down locked everybody in their house and then sterilized entire cities they built a hospital in a week their covid response has been utterly bonkers wuhan where this all started people are going out to raves and stuff mm, amazing and um, so it's had a cinema release over there and it's done really really well at the box office probably because there isn't really anything else that's being released at the minute. Everybody's holding it back and holding it back and holding it back. Um, but this has. Godzilla vs. Kong, they were just like, screw it, let's just do it there. Apparently, it is getting a digital release for the rest of the world on the 1st of April. Um, I think that that is going to be another HBO Max one, so it'll probably be a pay-per-view on Sky in the UK if you've got it. Uh, if not, HBO Max in the States. I'm really looking forward to this film. I liked the... Uh, the Kong film that they did, and then the uh, Godzilla film that they did uh, with Millie Bobby Brown and her piece of crap mum in that movie. God, she was the worst. Properly glad that she died. I thought she was going to get, like, redeemed and live at the end, but no. Good. killer, Dead. Um, yeah, so Millie Bobby Brown's back in Godzilla vs. Kong as the same character that she played, which is brilliant because she's an amazing little actor. Um, can't wait to watch this. It's going to be really good. The adverts look amazing. There's a full-on punch-up between the two of them on a boat at one point. People are spreading theories around already. I'm not going to say any because it, it it's kind of a spoiler. The producers are saying that one of them definitely dies. Either Godzilla or Kong will not live past this film, which we all know right now is bullshit, right? Yeah, they're not going to do that. The two like two biggest monsters in movie history beating the crap out of one another. They're not gonna tie their pockets shut by permanently killing one of them off. So, even though they say it, don't expect it. It'll be fine. So yeah, first of April, uh, we're definitely gonna get it all watched at home. And um, yeah, finally now, an advert dropped today. What's what's today? So today, filming this is Tuesday the thirtieth for the Bad Batch. Um, which is a spin-off of the Clone Wars Star... The, start again. The Star Wars Clone Wars series uh, that featured the 99th Clone Battalion, which are like all the offshoots from uh, the clones. It looks pretty good. I didn't really see the point in it. This, this seems to be something they're making it just for making its sake, just because they can and it's not costing them much. But the advert actually looks pretty decent. Uh, I'll definitely watch it. I'm pretty much up for anything Star Wars. So if it comes on, I've got Disney Plus. It'll be free for me. So there you go.
it's kind of a no-brainer there'll be like half an hour episodes um i think it's set after the end of the clone wars so it'll be i imagine it'll be between movies three and four so after revenge of the sith and before new hope so there might be some character crossovers between there they'd be kind of stupid if they didn't do that with everything else that they've been doing with everything else they've been throwing out for us that way um, the Kenobi series as well is also going to come on. That's in production at the minute. Uh, pictures knocking about a Hugh, Hugh McGregor looking jacked on his way to uh, getting nice and pumped up for playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, even though it's probably just going to be him sat in the desert for however many episodes. Hayden Christensen has been confirmed to return, which is like people are really going mad about it. But unless they're going to completely destroy Star Wars canon, they can't have them meet, can they? That's it. Right now, as you leave it, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan thinks that Darth Vader, uh, Anakin Skywalker, is dead. Okay, so he has gone into hiding on Tatooine to protect Luke, thinking that his former apprentice, who turned to the dark side, is now dead. Um. We know that he isn't. Obi-Wan doesn't know that yet. So, obviously he's going to find that out, but what happens afterwards? We shall see. They can't really have a meet. That's the point. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that pretty much wraps us up for what I wanted to talk about. Like I said, I just wanted to get the ball rolling and get the show up and running again. It's probably going to be like this a few times. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, Gary's very much interested. He's very much chomping at the bit to get involved. Unfortunately, life gets in the way, as it always does. But until next time, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, give us a like and a subscribe. Uh, we're on YouTube, all under the Movie Garage, uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram are the main three that we do. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, or you can download the podcast on uh, iTunes and listen to us that way. But until then, thank you very much, and I shall see you next time.